Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Underground USA. I'm your host Frank Salvato here with Andy Limbaugh, and uh, we are we're going to be talking about the current events of the day that just outrage me to the point of Kardashian brain bubble explosion. Um, you can always see all of our stuff over at UndergroundUSA.com. Uh, we're constantly um, refining it, making it better. Uh, right now. Uh, the feature product over there, besides the podcast, which you all know and love and download religiously and faithfully with fidelity, right. uh, yeah, is uh, is our our news feature over there, which uh, we're taking uh, cogent, relative headlines of the day, uh, providing you uh, the raw reporting: who, what, when, where, why, and how. We're trying to keep it uh, as much devoid of opinion and and uh, and bent as as humanly possible. But then explaining to you why the story is important. Uh, that's something today that is is lost in journalism. That's a, that's why we we're not a, just a headline aggregator. We are a, we're an e-zine because we want you to think through the story, and and hopefully provoke some thought patterns that maybe you didn't have about a story. You um, mean we're actually promoting critical thinking? Yes, we we're, we're doing the we're doing the unheard of thing. <laughs> at least it ain't so, Joe. At least, at least in, in today's lexicon, we're promoting critical thinking so that people think independently of what the media would like to feed them as intellectual pablum. My head's about to explode already. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, doesn't that taste delicious? Well, you know, I'm not I, I, so yeah. sure, but I'll let you know. Um, one of the I, I pick stories, and then and then the Andy and I toss them back and forth, and then, and this is one that just really stood on the on the tip of my nose for one reason, but it became more ridiculous as it went on. There's a story about a USA Today race and inclusion editor that was terminated after knee-jerk her knee-jerk assumption about the boulder shooting saying uh i I believe the quote was uh it's always an angry white man always well boom all of a sudden it's a it's a syrian immigrant who happens to be a devout muslim who's got a problem with the free society over here who didn't assimilate and had some mental health issues and then she went directly to we really we really shouldn't focus on on the shooter we should focus on guns yeah right 
Yeah. This yeah. this guns this, pull their own triggers. Yeah. The, the inanimate object is always to blame. Yeah. SUV runs into crowd. Yeah, we're gonna we should get rid of all SUVs. Well, I mean, it's how do you sue an SUV? We're going to have to. I'm sure that if you gave Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi enough time, they could figure out how to come up with legislation to sue an inanimate object. Like themselves. Well, that's yeah, I, that's that's commentary about their their political prowess. I'm assuming. Um, you know, the the one the first thing that hit me about this story that that kind of made my head cock like a dog hearing a high a high pitched whistle was why does a publication need a race and inclusion editor? I'll tell you exactly why. Political correctness and. They have to. I just if if news is about and this is USA Today, this is it says the nation's newspaper. You know, it's not the nation's feel good emotional paper. It's not the nation's ideological. It's the newspaper. If you're reporting who, what, when, where, why, and how, and and accurately d- d- delivering information about a story to a reader to inform them. Why would you need a race and inclusion editor? Look, if if you're going to play the game the way the left wants you to, you got to play by their rules and you have to staff it just like that. I mean, this this is like just throwing down the gauntlet of 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 just conform and admitting that, hey, you know, we're taking the news and we're going to manipulate and massage it and 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 propagandize it and emotionalize it and 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 create a preferred narrative about how we want to look at what happened in Boulder. And, you know, it's going it's predetermined what's going to happen. White man, bad gun, bad. And, and that's it. I mean, that's they could report the story today in Boulder, Colorado, white man, bad gun, bad people died. And I would get more out of out of what they would report on this than what what's her name? Her, Herbal Haveri. Haveri, Haveri something. Yeah, I'm just going to call her a, a gerbil ovary. I think that's what that's how I'm going to pronounce her name. <laughs> gerbil ovary. Uh, she she came back with she was terminated for this, which I I was shocked, you know. So I got to give a little bit of kudos to USA Today to say, wow, I I guess we really can't tolerate someone being that blatantly wrong about a story and allow her to exist here with with the title oh, I- of editor. I'm I'm stunned that they actually grew a pair and did it. I mean, they they actually pushed back against PC. You know, if this and I'm and I've got to say, I, I I'm suspecting this. I'm suspecting that it wasn't so much about the fact that she wanted to accuse a white man of something bad. It's just that she was so egregiously wrong on the reporting that they had to act. Or. You know, something, what if she actually wasn't really that good at her job, but they couldn't just fire her for all the obvious reasons. So, you know, who knows? Again, you you just, you can't fire a person anymore if they're not doing their job, right? 
Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. maybe they just had to make an excuse or something, but this is a blatant excuse. Well, it, it's, she was 100% wrong. Absolutely. And, 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 and as an editor, and this is, I don't know when this changed, Andy. I really don't. I don't know when it, verify your sources stopped being a component in reporting the news. Walter you know, Cronkite. Well, I, w- I went back to, I, w- I was watching them, uh, old movies. I, I suggested, let's watch all the president's men. W- one of the big things, and this is the Washington Post, one of the big things that, that, that Bradley insisted on in the, in the Watergate issue was that, do you, do you have at least a second source? I want three, but do you at least have a second one? This, this woman went off with no source. Well, it's been that way. Jesus, it's been that way for the last six, seven, eight years. You don't have to have a source. You just go by. Well, and that's why Twitter has become so popular. And the news media make up the news based on what they read on Twitter. I mean, this is we don't have we don't have a serious journalistic media anymore. If if people if editors editors now, granted, she came from she came from uh a sports desk, you know, that this has got to be an affirmative, an affirmative action promotion. She came from the USA Today sports edition. How that gets you into serious news, I don't know. But today that seems to be the, be the going thing. You oh, want to touch know. Title IX with a nine-foot pole. Yeah. I mean, Somewhat it's a, of a pun intended there. Who is it? Keith Olbermann. He was somebody who was, who was just, a, I think he was announcing, uh, what, second-tier double-A badminton for college. And, full and all the chess. full contact chess for for I don't know. I mean, and all of a sudden he's a serious political correspondent. You know, I mean, I I don't know how that leap happens. I'm not diminishing people who cover sports. Oh. It's a t- it's a tough gig. Try it sometime. It's unbelievable. You know, calling nine innings of a baseball game is not as easy as it sounds on television. Believe me. But I don't know how that leap happens from from doing something as as intrinsic as as covering sports in live sports and or commentating or being an opinion person on live sports and having that transpose over to politics i don't know how we got there um but we're but we're here um this woman going back to gerbil ovary um <laughs> dildo blasio yeah you dildo blasio you know it's a, there's a whole group of these people who get together who have these alternative names you know it's um but she went off on usa today not because of the fact that they called her on being egregiously wrong on a story with no no source. She says that she was being punished for challenging whiteness. Exactly. Except for the fact there wasn't a white guy in the story. I know. Exactly. But it's always it's always about whitey. Always. Yeah, whitey. Angry, angry white. Angry whitey. Angry whitey. Yeah, angry. Crack. Always. Always. I I don't this and and I said this this morning talking to uh, talking to Matt Bruce on his show. We've got to stop with the lens of race thing. It's it's just got to stop because it's getting beyond ridiculous that everything has to be about race. If you talk about a soda, you can bring it back to race. If you talk about a, a, a glass of water, you can bring it back to race. Well, maybe I mean, this was the chink in the armor right here. Maybe these guys just said, okay, we've had enough. 
You maybe answer, maybe they just all of a sudden just took a stand and said enough. You anti-Asian bastard! Did you just say chink in the armor? Ooh, ooh! I'm gonna have to go to <laughs> class and get my mind right for about You're, a month. I'm gonna get you the re-education camp T-shirt. And, and and that'll and you'll I know where you're spending your summer, Mister. I'll go pack my bag. Yeah, you're gonna be with the Uyghurs. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I, I never mind. <laughs> it, it it just came out. Part of the reason that we're having most of the division in our society today, and it, and it really it's very hard to argue otherwise, is is the media pushing these preconceived, preconditioned, pre-thought out, prefabricated narratives in every single aspect of our lives. I mean, I was I was talking with uh, with friends of ours the other day about about the news and they said everything is politicized it's not even just the news it, the news has exploded into this insertion of emotion and ideology into every story that people are starting to politicize their lives and you and that's why people just refuse to even discuss it anymore yeah, because it's, I, you, you, it, it leads it leads to shouting matches and all that it, you just can't discuss it anymore and that's no. that's how the the left controls the narrative on everything. And if you just dare challenge it, then you get into the shouting matches and all that, and you get silenced, and you know, it is everything it else is, that goes with it. It is it is insane that we have come to a point in time. And and when you talk to, if you could talk to somebody that you don't know, that you know, if in the old days where you could sit down to have a beer and the stranger next to you, you could have a comprehensive conversation, talk to him for an evening because it was just an interesting, interesting conversation. Every single time that ever happened to me, I realized that people have more in common than they have indifference. We want the same things out of life. We want we, we want a good life. We want to be able to l- leave leave the world a better place for our kids. We want our kids to have a good education. We want to be safe. We want to have a nice roof over our head. We want to be able to engage in something meaningful for our lives. These are the common goals for for everybody. But this this ideologically controlled sensationalistic media that passes for journalism today has done an exquisite job of dividing up our society so that we're almost frightened to talk to our neighbors for fear of of being called names or being called a racist, being called a a xenophobe, an Islamic phobe. Well, it's called communism. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's what it is. You just explained communism right there. It is. They have moved us to this society where we're scared to talk to our neighbors. The melting pot is dead. We're factionalized. And and unless people I never thought we it would come down to saying we need to be brave enough to talk to people. Just talk to people. Doesn't have to be about politics. Doesn't have to be about anything important. Just talk to people. You you can't even walk down the street anymore. Don't make eye contact. Uh -uh. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, it's like Gotham and Batman. It's it's ridiculous. You know, and, so and again, maybe maybe these guys have said enough. Enough is enough. Well, you you are given USA Today, which is a Gannett publication, and then down here the the Gannett oh, they, publication. They are not friends of the right. That's for sure. 
No, they're not. So I, you know, I'm going with your first inkling on this one is that she sucked as an editor or, or maybe they go, you know what? Why did, why did we create a position called race and inclusion editor? It doesn't make any sense. What are you going to edit? Okay, let's take this story over here about Tommy's dog falling through the ice. We're going to have to racialize the dog so we can be more inclusive. What the hell does a, a race and inclusion editor do besides insert race and, and forced diversity into stories? Well, that's the whole point right there. You just nailed it. You know, I just – this if, if that really is a thing – if 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 the Columbia School of Journalism is is teaching that you have to have a race and inclusion editor, it's time to rebel. It's time to openly rebel and say I can't consume your product anymore because it's a defective product. Wow. How 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 is the news? The news is supposed to be about gathering the facts about events of the day that may or may not be interesting. That's that's what editorial purview used to be. That's a good story. Now nah, that story is not good. Put that story on page one. This story goes on page twenty six. Today, you have to, you don't have enough race injected into the story. Rewrite it. Really. Yeah. It, it, it well, it, it all boils down to what's the narrative of the day, and yeah. what do we need to do to inf- to to uh, uh, not to enforce it, but to to oh, what am I talking about, Frank? Bail me out here to uh, promote it. Thank you. You know what, I, what do we have to do to promote the narrative today? It, the, even in the time of of Adams and Jefferson. The, the the media was jaded. They may have taken editorial sides with with one or the other, but they didn't manipulate the facts to create narratives. They used what was in front of them to be poignant and meaningful in their discourse. And that's what the framers thought of as a free press. You can hate what they're saying about you, but they have a right to say it about you today. If they were to look at the media today and the way that they create things, and I'm going to go back to, to gerbil ovaries here, you know, who who it's always an angry white man. Always. That's an absolute statement based on no fact whatsoever. I, I don't know that they would, they would look at the idea of a free press with the same agreeable eye without carving out, but if you're blatantly lying, you should be tarred and feathered. Well, they anymore the press they just make it up, Frank. They just flat out make stuff up. Well, and, look at and the, they don't look get the, called. The only people who call them on it are us and and you know the people on the right and say, "What are you doing? You can't just make something up and 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 to, you know." But then you can't go and sue them. Yeah, and then know, they because, and because then they, they got. Right. They got they've got protections, and then the Hillary Clintons of the world go. Well, I can manipulate the media with this. Let's just create a fake dossier, and we'll shop it to the media. They'll run with it, right? And they yeah. did. Prove prove us wrong. Prove you us know, wrong. Uh, this is the, and this is maybe you hit the nail on the head right there with that statement. Maybe we've moved from hey, can you three source this story to we can write whatever the hell we want, and it's up to you to prove us wrong. Yeah. That seems to be the way the, the the way the newsrooms are going today. 
Oh, I, I think it has been. They just, they create so much chaos that they just, they make it up and they just flood the, the, the newsrooms and, and the outlets and the, uh, you know, any of the news dissemination channels that they possibly can with made up stuff and people believe it. And then they, they, they come back and say, prove us wrong. Yeah. That's their gig. That's their, that's how they do it. You know, I, I used to get annoyed with the sensationalism of the, of the, the, the every 15 second breaking news urgency thing. I get that they were trying to sell ad time and be more provocative than everybody else. They kept upping it and upping and upping it so that we're constantly in a state of breaking news, but they've crossed a line constitutionally, at least in my book with, with, just going with blatant falsehoods to sell things. That is a, that's an inferior product. If you buy a car and that car is a lemon, we at least had enough, enough understanding to say, well, you know, somebody has got to be like, you can't sell me a defective product right now. No, knowingly, today, knowingly. knowingly today, news publishers and it is a product because we either buy a newspaper or we invest in time looking at, at the products that are being sold on radio or television. It's a product. This is a news product that they're selling. That's their wear. They are knowingly selling defective product, and we, the people, have no way to affect a recourse on this because they can hide behind the first amendment. We exactly. need to be able to look at places that knowingly publish false material as news items and hold them accountable to the point that they feel pain. That's in the pocketbook. Yeah. You have to go after their money. And, and you know, I just, it's, it's, it's time. I, I'm not for getting rid of a free press, but that free press has to be a little bit more honest than it is today, because today it's not honest at all. Well, there's got to be the accountability that has to come back into play, because there sure as heck ain't any. No, there isn't. And, they, and when they're wrong, you know, it's always an angry white man, always, you know, gerbil over, he said. And instead of going, yeah, I guess I was wrong. She doubled down and said, no, I got fired because uh, because I was challenging whiteness. Right. I quote, I can't do the work I do and write the columns I write without invoking the iron anger of the alt-right Twitter crowd. No, you know, the, the, uh, the alt-right Twitter crowd. That, that's that's an oxymoron. Yeah, that just doesn't exist. We've all been purged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, there ain't none of us left. We're all censored on Twitter. You know, so that means that she got called out by by the likes of her own. Exactly. For not for a, you know, just not being right. For being stupid. You know, for for not for for being inaccurate. You can't tell blatant lies and double down on it. You have to have some kind of humility, and I don't see any humility on the left today, especially in the media. None. Speaking of humility, I'm I'm humble enough to uh, to say, ladies and gentlemen, please support our sponsors. They're 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 good people. They 
they they they want to uh, they want to share good things with you and uh, things that are good and good for you. Uh, one of our main sponsors is Emerald Coast Tea Company. If you use um, the promo code USAT USATEA, uh, they'll they'll flip you free shipping for anything that you order in total. It's tea uh, and, time, baby. Yeah, and and that today, free shipping today is something not to not to blink too quick at because the offer might be gone. Shipping costs sometimes more than the product you're buying. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Underground USA. You can see all the stuff we do over at UndergroundUSA.com. I'm Frank Salvato. He's Andy Limbaugh, and we'll be right back after this word from one of our sponsors. Handcrafted, exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. 